Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Mantra, do you know what I need? I need to walk in these streets in my BA swag. You know what I'm really looking forward to? First of all, be your own brown boost. What an awesome phrase. I cannot wait to wear that on my chest like Superman. What I'm really excited for, though, is I am a sweatshirt and like hoodie girl. So the classic Brown Ambition logo sweatshirt has my name all over it. But where can I go? Where can I find it? I was hoping you would ask young Tiffany. Tiffany, get your Brown Ambition swag at brownambitionstore.com. Five years in the game, we finally have merch for you guys. So get your Brown Ambition hoodie, your Brown Ambition crew neck tee, get a onesie for your littles. We got toddler tees. Oh my goodness, there's something for everyone. Be your own Brown Boost t-shirt for sure. We have a Brown Ambition mug, which my family is most excited about. Um, I had to do the 15 ounce size for my big sister because she drinks coffee like nobody's business. So, you know, I'm the budget needs to write any special offer. Oh, I'm also very glad you asked that question, Tiffany. Yes. With Brown Ambition 15, that's promo code Brown Ambition 15, all one word. You can get 15% off your order at brownambitionstore.com. I can't wait to see y'all in these BA streets, repping BA fam with your BA swag. Wait, is that too early? Uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not we're mad at back. it. I am in full holiday mode. Yes. We deserve because we're back, we're black, and we're brown ambition. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, if I wasn't so lazy, I would have had my tree up already because I just feel like we deserve. We, we deserve. We deserve all the fa-la-la-la-las mm-hmm. and the decking the halls. What, however you deck your halls, if you're not into Christmas, if you're a Hanukkah family, Kwanzaa family, mm-hmm. or just whatever non-denominational celebration family, this time is always so magical. Um, yeah, people are figuring out, trying to figure out how they're going to celebrate the pandemic holiday yeah. season, which is sad, but I'm just trying, like my mom has been, you know, she's been in her feeling. She's been having a little pity party. If she's listening, Aww. mom, this is fair. She looked, you know, cause she's missing not only Thanksgiving, but it's Rio's first birthday on Thanksgiving this week. And I'm just trying to be like, look, we have to like make the most of it. I'm trying to figure out how to do a virtual birthday extravaganza where there's like activities and maybe I'm like trying to do too much. I just want folks to feel, to still have an experience and not be like so sad. I know. And I thought like for a moment, cause my mom is, she's a retired nurse. I said, mommy, you know, you guys are going to come over for Thanksgiving. We'll keep it really small. Just like, I couldn't even finish. She's like, no. I said, "Would it? Nope. I was like, no. <laughs> she, think my dad doesn't listen to podcasts, so 
I can spill a little shade. She's like, why don't you ask your dad? He likes gallivanting around when there's a pan- <laughs> pandemic about. <laughs> don't all the older men in our lives love love a good grocery store trip in I the mean, middle of the day? I mean, just a gallivant. Hey, daddy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, um, she, you know, she's like, honestly, it's serious business. You know, she's like, I'm in my 60s. Your dad is in his 70s. It's just not safe. And I'm like, you know what? She's right. Mm-hmm. So we're honestly not. It's just going to be who's here. My sister, um, Carol, that lives up the street with the two kids. And and my sister, Lisa, Superman's family, they all are like, nope, we're going to be in our own houses. So, yeah, it's this will be the smallest Thanksgiving I've ever celebrated. And still, I'm not cooking. I already, it's so crazy. I call Vonda, who does like all of the cooking for my major holidays. I didn't even, I just said, hey, Vonda. She said, got you for Thanksgiving. I said, okay, bye, girl. <laughs> she knew already. She Bless her. Like, Yes. Because my husband asked, he said, are you going to cook? I was like, do you want to have a, th- a good Thanksgiving or not? Uh, like, <laughs> I love Thanksgiving cooking. Oh, but that's amazing. Listen, you do your thing. If that, because like I can, that also sounds amazing just to have the food show up and you're like in your cozy socks and out, whatever yeah. you're going to wear. And if I was a good cook, honestly, I would be like, you know what? I'm going to spend the time. But our is that what we're doing? Do you want my cooking for Thanksgiving? I'm not the worst, but I can give you a good salmon, uh, you know, uh, filet sandwich. Meanwhile, just the salmon burger that, you know, you get from Trader Joe's that, that comes Listen, on these Those are good. <laughs> those are good. Real talk. If they uh, want to respond to the show, I would I would wax poetic about their salmon burgers for a very long time. Yeah. I have a whole... I took this week off of work. And in true Mandy fashion, listen, my therapist at this point just laughs. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to be laughing as much as we do on our on our calls. But anyway, because I was like, yeah, I'm taking the week off work. But here's my plan. We are going to surprise our abuela, Enrique's mom, tomorrow with um, we're going to take her Christmas tree. Because speaking of grandmas getting in their feels, she's all, you know, sad because I made the executive decision not to do a traditional Christmas tree in my house because, I'm sorry, God gave me a spider monkey for a baby, not an actual (laughs) human. And I really don't want to have to go to the emergency room when he pulls that tree down on top of himself. So I decided no Christmas tree inside, but we're going to get a tree for the front yard anyway. So we're going to surprise her tomorrow. And then I'm... uh, Listen, I, I started to, like, hire people for stuff, like, for Rio's birthday, which is on Thanksgiving. I was like, okay, we can go to that same bakery I got, you know, a cake from before for his birthday cake. And then, you know, I had a really cool balloon arch at my um, at my baby shower, and I was like, let me get their phone number. But then the dollars started to add up, and then I started to Google, like, how much is a balloon tape? Like, how long – what's a helium tank cost? Like, um, can I do this myself? And next thing you know, I'm making a whole damn sloth cake carved caricature cake and a whole damn balloon arch from scratch and I'm doing a whole damn Thanksgiving lunch and it's going to be delicious and we're having turkey and sweet potato souffle and dressing and all the trimmings and it's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be great. That sounds awesome. So this is my week off. Yeah. But I'm no. still, this makes me happy, though. It's not, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy crafts. I always have. I enjoy cooking. So this, this brings joy. And I had to literally convince my therapist to, like, get on board. I was like, get on board, Lauren. Get on board. <laughs> this is what's happening. I'm in a great mood. I'm amazing. She's like, are you? Yes. It's going to be fabulous. We, I just can't wait to see Rio's face when he sees his, his cake and all the balloons. Um, I feel like he's oh, going to have bo- a really bo- fun reaction. Yes. Balloons and kids. I feel like balloons and bubbles are, like, kids' best friends. Yeah, he was never in. I remember we got him like a balloon, a bubble machine over the summer, and he would just stare at it with the deadest of stares, like the well, deadest of stares. Does it make like, that noise? Because I have to say that I've seen 
a lot of times kids don't like the bubble machine noise because I definitely got mm. my nephew one. He was like, girl, are you trying to kill me? Is that what this is? <laughs> um, but the actual bubbles themselves, he was like, okay, these are cute. I can pop these. <laughs> these are cute. <laughs> well, my mom my mom was like, look at this viral video of this baby seeing bubbles for the first time. It's adorable. And then it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, I'll recreate that. No. I mean, he couldn't have been less interested in the bubbles, but the things these, we do for the children, right? I'm talking about these kids would just be shady out here. The other day, my nephew asked my um, sister, he was like, how old are you? Because now he's, you know, they get to an age where they're like, wait, people are like different ages. Hmm. He said, how old are you? And she said, oh, I'm 39. He said, oh, so almost 40. Yo, Mandy, <laughs> the way <Aww>. she... <laughs> and at first I thought but that he's he not wrong. This... <laughs> How can you not congratulate him on being so smart? (laughs) And at first, I thought he knew the shade because he's five. I was like, how does he know the shade? I'm like, girl, you get old, right? But And then I realized, oh, like he's just rounding. Because then he was like, I'm almost six because I'm five. Amelia's almost four because she's three. And I realized, oh, he doesn't understand the, 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 the social dynamic of being 40 and like, you know, all oh, that oh. comes along. I really, for, for a minute there, I was like, oh, Roman is, wait, oh, he don't know the shade. <laughs> the way he looks, she looked like, oh, that's what we're doing? I'm like, he don't, he don't know. <laughs> Good <laughs> baby job, know. baby. You know your numbers. <laughs> know. Oh, but yeah, these babies out here. No, oh, definitely post pics because you know I love pics of Real. I'm so excited. I'm dreaming of cakes now. I just, I have all the accessories. Listen, you ever been to a Wegmans, Tiffany? Um, I feel like maybe once before. They're pretty it's, fancy, aren't they? They're, I don't mean, they're fancy, but they're just like, I guess down south we have Publix and like okay. in North Carolina, there's Harris Teeters. Up here, there is something called Wegmans and we finally have one. And listen, when I tell you their bakery section, they're like, bake, not, that, not their bakery section, which is amazing, but their actual like accessories where you have like piping bags and all mm. the sprinkles. Girl, I probably spent like $200 in that section just like <laughs> getting, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Ultimately, it will indeed cost far more to make the cake myself than it would have to outsource it, but I'm calling it an investment, you know? Like, who kn- this won't be the last cake I make. No, I love it, especially with all that's been going on. It's pretty crazy. This is a random side note. How? What are you thinking about the um, the um, uh, not the pandemic? Darn it! The um, vaccine. How oh. comfortable do you feel about being in line for a vaccine? Listen, I would just go back to what Kamala Harris said during the vice presidential debate when she was like, "Listen, if Dr. Fauci and the scientists tell me to take the vaccine, I'll be first in line." And I feel the same way. I trust science and I'm super excited that, you know, I think the third of the pharmaceutical companies that were working on a vaccine released preliminary results. And it was it wasn't like the 90 percent the first two got, but it was still really high for the success rate. That's freaking exciting. Um, Am I but I don't think even the general public will have a chance to get it till like the spring, though, maybe the summer. So but, you know, when 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 it's out here, I'll, I'll definitely be really listening to what the researchers say. Um, I, I did, though, you know, in terms of how, you know, black households, black people tend to feel about vaccines. It ain't great. We can't forget the early Tuskegee, like the Tuskegee experiment mm-hmm. um, where they use black men. I think it was black. It was just black men. Right. Mm-hmm. We're told they were going to get, you know, could be getting given treatment for syphilis, but we're just left to suffer. So and I was reading about this, that there's actually it's really difficult to get black Americans to participate in these types of trials. And it's important for people to participate from all races and genders and stuff just on the off chance that there may be something that, you know, causes one to react differently. But, yeah, they they had a hard time getting um, a large sample size for 
for black Americans, but I totally, I get it. Oh, thousand percent. I get it. And there's like, it's just, I mean, there's just this level of suspicion for government, for, you know, especially big pharma. Like, listen, they're going to make Boku, Boku money off of this. We all know this, but I'll definitely be letting science and whatever I read, like really looking at the sources of what I read to, before we line up to get the vaccine. What about you? Yeah, I mean, well, I th- the good thing is, is I've got a lot of medical folks in my family. So definitely reaching out to her mom and her friends, definitely reaching out. My my sister's husband actually works for the Navy. He's a he's a, um, a doctor, a medical doctor. So even I remember when Corona first, first, first came out, of course, we all ran to ask him. And he what's happening now is exactly what he said was going to happen. He's like, honestly, the vast majority of people at some point are going to get COVID. Um, most people will be fine. Some people will actually get sick and, you know, and um, some people will get sick and and, and pass, but, you know, uh, not the majority of people. But I just remember thinking like, no, most people can't get it. He's like, no, most people at some point are going to get COVID and maybe won't even know they have it. Like, for example, in Newark, where I live, so New Jersey is 10% of the population currently has COVID. This is what they're estimating. Mm -hmm. In Newark, it's up to 20 but that's because of one particular area in Newark. It's the Ironbound section. It's largely um, Portuguese, and it's a community that is super community-oriented, like lots of families live together. Um, it's also really tight-knit. There, there are not that many parking spots, so people walk a lot. I mean, you, you can go into, like, it's one of my favorite places to eat because the food is amazing. You can go, you can walk from spot to spot to spot, so I'm not surprised. They're, they're up to 40% Ooh. because of the close quarters. And so... You know, when he said, uh, you know, most people at some point are going to get COVID, this is what he told me in the very, very beginning when it broke, I didn't really see how that was possible. And now I see how it can run through the population. So I'm just hoping that these vaccines work. Because honestly, it's like, we, uh, how do we get back to normal life if there's not a vaccine, you know? Well, there's also, you know, I think there are some treatments and some, um, what are they called? Some some therapies, some types of therapies that have proven to be effective against COVID, like when you're when you're being treated for it in the hospital, I'm, I'm you know maybe they'll come up with something and continue to advance you know the types of um, medical care you can receive if you get it. It's just a big unknown, and you know I think people are also afraid of potential long term impacts of COVID. You know we don't necessarily know what the long term implications can be. We, you know will you have like lung issues in the future? I do feel like shit. I mean I don't know that I haven't had. I don't know that I've not had it because I obviously don't get tested every day. When I have been tested, it's been negative. But part of me is just like, okay, we just got to hang in there, y'all. Listen, we, I have had some family, close family who's who's gotten it in other states, but I'm just like, let's just keep it together. Can we just not get COVID? Just hang in there. So I, and I understand what you're saying about, and your, and your brother-in-law about, you know, community spread and eventually people will get it just just because that's that's the nature of these things. Mm-hmm. But I think we can agree that in the U.S., it did not have to be this bad. It did not. It did not have to be. If y'all just wore your damn masks, mm-hmm. if there wasn't, I mean, if there, I mean, honestly, I mean, it should be criminal what people, like what the Trump administration has put out there in terms of trying to break people's trust in medicine and in science. It should be criminal because I really do think it's caused lives. And, you know, I just... That, that it's kind of like when you, I think of it the way that my mom would think about me going out and learning to drive. She's like, baby, I'm not afraid of you not being a good driver. It's everyone mm-hmm. else on the road. That's the problem. I um, agree 
And I think that's the thing with COVID. It's it's maybe you're taking all your precautions and wearing your mask and limiting where you go and you go to the one event. But how do you trust everyone else at that event has been, you know, as, you safe as, as you have? So <laughs> yep. here I sit in this yeah, house. Yeah, that's why I'm ordering everything all. I'm like, Chad, I'm like, who's on my list? My, <laughs> my Santa list, naughty or nice. I'm like, everything's coming directly to the house. I'm just like, I'm not, I have not even like, Thankfully, I, I see that, you know, the folks have, have bought up all the toilet paper as usual. Wait, really? So, I thought we were over this. I know. So Lord. what I did was last time when um when things were decent, I knew it was going to happen again, honestly. So when things were decent, I'd gone to Costco maybe like two months ago and got like four months worth of stuff. Because I was just like, I don't like going um food shopping or anything shopping, really. So we are still living off of that. We have plenty. So I just, but I remember that that was going to happen. But sidebar, this is random. Do you have one of those... um? This is for the audience, too, because they're kind of pricey. So, you know me, I'm not really one for spending a ton of money. You know those, like, is that a Tempur-Pedic bed? What's the beds that go that go up and down? Is I think Tempur-Pedic, yeah. Right? But mm-hmm. so I lately, like, my like my shoulder has been, like, killing me. I'm a, I'm a shoulder sleeper, and I don't know if it's just because of age. And so my husband, too... He's like, oh, my shoulder. I'm like, you too. It's, but, you know, our bed is not that old. It's maybe like a year and a half old. And lately our shoulders have been like killing us because we're both like shoulders. Like I'm a, I'm a stomach sleeper and a shoulder sleeper. It depends. But I don't know what I'm doing in the middle of the night, you know. But um, I'm like, lately my shoulder has been killing me. And I'm like, is that, I want a bed. <sighs> I know it's going to cost because beds always cost a bajillion dollars. But for those of y'all out there with those tempur whatever, bajillion dollar beds, is it worth it? Now mm. that my body's getting all beat up and old, I'm like, oh, I, can, I can't even sleep on my shoulder anymore. Roman is right. You almost 40. <laughs> Except for I'm not almost. I am 40. Um, 41. So, yeah, I know it sounds random, but I'm like, because, you, you know, it's one of those things where it's like Peloton. It's expensive, but it seems to be worth the, the price because you love yours. And honestly, most people that I know that paid for Peloton, I have to say, I haven't, I've heard very few people that have said, I regret it, but like of my friends that have bought it. But is it one of those buys where it's like, girl, I didn't need this Tempur-Pedic. Like, it feels the same as my regular bed. Or you're like, girl, it's expensive, but it's so worth it. So I'd love to know. Oh, don't audience. get me started on a Peloton. I'm going to make a hard left from that topic because I will go on and on. I'm turning into one of those people. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Back to mattresses, I would say talk to a chiropractor or talk to like mm-hmm. a someone, I don't know, is there such thing as a, yeah, a chiropractor is a back doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And just see what they think about the Tempur-Pedic and where you're having pain. Because if you're going to sleep on your shoulder re- regardless, maybe it's just you shouldn't do that anymore. I know, I try. just sleep on your back like I do. <laughs> I like try, like if I, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I realize I am, I, you yeah. know, I roll onto my back. But you know, you're like, you don't know when you're sleeping because you know when the sleep gets good to you, you get in your comfortable position. <laughs> And I'm just like, <laughs> and lately, like, my, I'm like, ah, dang. I'm like, oh, my God. Is it good, shoulder. though, if you're, like, squishing your shoulder? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, know, I, I wholeheartedly believe in a good night's sleep, whatever yes. you need to get there. Like, it's a crime that I have not replaced my lumpy-ass sad pillow <laughs> in a long time because I have all this neck pain when I wake up. I need to do that. Um, so while you guys are giving Tiffany mattress recommendations, <laughs> let me know. Holler about a good pillow. Yes, because if you had, if you had, if you're, I'm, I'm not even sure that it's the mattress. You know, like I said, it's not some cheap mattress, but I'm just like, oh, oh is this age? Is this how we live now? <laughs> is this how? <laughs> you, you gotta know, like do your little stretch. For real? You get I'm like, ah, oh, my, oh, my shoulder. It's some toe touches. I'm like, is this life now? I don't want it to be life. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh man, aging is, is a privilege, right? It is. It a is. A privilege. All right. Yes. Well, should we take a quick break and come back? to answer some questions from other people? Yes, we should. 
All right. I'll be right back, guys, with y'all's questions. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, we are back with your questions. We love when you guys send us your questions. You can hit us up at Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram or Brown Ambition Podcast at gmail.com. If you're old school. All right, let's uh let's shake up this reader mailbag. Tiffany, I don't know if you remember, well, that's silly. Of course you remember because you were interviewed for the freaking New York Times about this. <laughs> but a few months ago, doesn't it feel like years um yes. over this <laughs> over the summer <laughs> when you were interviewed in the Times about your experience with your the home appraisal experience cuz you were going to what were you going to do? You were going to get a cash out refi on mm-hmm. the investment property. That y'all no, had- on the on the on my primary house because it's paid off. I was basically I wanted oh, to pull okay. out the money that the house was worth at least partially because gotcha. I wanted to invest it. Um, so yeah, so we 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 basically you have to go through almost as if you're buying a house. You have to, you know, go to a, like a, a mortgage broker and and they have to send an appraiser to your house and how much is it worth? And I was like, hmm, that seems low. And yeah, and it was. But yeah, so I remember. That. I remember. I remember. Around that same time we were talking about it, there was that viral video. And y'all still, we still get messages from listeners forwarding us this story of the, what were they from? Florida, I think. It was a biracial couple, mm-hmm. black, woman is black, guy is white. And they they experimented because they their appraisal came in low for their house. And the woman was like, okay, I'm going to take down all the black art, all the black paraphernalia, whatever, indicators that I'm black. And I'm, by the way, I'm going to take my own black self and our child and go somewhere else when the appraiser comes back and just leave my white husband. And of course, the appraisal came in again above expectations. And what was interesting about this, you know, this past few months is it it does feel like people are more willing to discuss racism and how it can hurt people in terms of home value. But I wanted to preface, like say all that, because the question, our first question actually comes from someone who's um, who says that they're refinancing their home, which means an appraiser is coming to appraise it. They want to know, how do I make sure I'm not a victim of anti-Black racism? Tiffany, well, <laughs> what, how do you erase your Blackness? Um, it's well, so well, freaking sad. It's so sad. It, it, it is. And I would say this. One, you want to look at your appraisal. So this is what the New York Times did for me. Um, they 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 asked me for my appraisal, and I was like, okay. And then when she when the reporter came back, they didn't end up using me for the story because there were people who had way worse things, which is 
terrible, but Mm -hmm. she gave me the feedback of like what their independent appraiser said that he was looking for. So they're looking for one, are the comparables, which ours ours weren't, are they comparable? So comparable is other homes in the area that have recently um, sold and they are, are kind of a match for your home. They have three bedrooms, you have three bedrooms. They have two bathrooms, you have two bathrooms. They're, you know, 2,500 um, 2, yeah, square feet. You're 2,500 square feet. Are they comparable? Like, for example, for our home, <clears throat> we had recently renovated. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, new plumbing, new electric, new everything. The comps that they had in the, our appraisal were not renovated at all. Some of them were actually, like, really broken down. So you're literally comparing apple to spoiled apple. So that's one. That's what you're going to look for. Two, some other ways that sometimes appraisers can get sneaky with it is that they will fudge the room sizes. So know what what are the dimensions of your bedrooms, of your bathrooms, of your common areas to make sure that the the dimensions of your home are they is it the same what's in the appraisal? You know. Um, also, so can two, you, can you ask ahead. for a copy? I forget. Actually, Absolutely. yeah, I mm-hmm. remember getting a copy of my appraisal. Now that I'm yep. talking out loud, so you should definitely review that. Yep. Um, and you can get yeah. it typically because it's the it's the bank, because the bank is wanting to see how much is this house worth if, for whatever reason, you cannot afford this mortgage. If I have to snatch this house from you, will I get my money back? So it's the bank that is in charge of the appraiser, uh, of picking the appraiser, sending them out, and getting you the report. So you have to add, you, you typically they'll send it to you, the bank, but you can say, hey, can I get my appraisal report? So you're looking for things like that. Something else too, there's a code that they give you, and I believe it starts with a, a C. It's like C1, C2, C3. This is how our um, racist appraiser tried to get over, is that he knew the house was newly renovated, and there's a code like C2, for example, for brand new renovated house, not brand new house, but newly renovated house. He put us down for C3, normal wear and tear house. So there's a cap for how much a house that is not renovated can be worth versus a, a house that we hadn't even lived here for five months yet when we got it. And he kept remarking upon, it wasn't an accident. It was intentionally done because he was, he was, this is what's so funny. He was so nice. And he kept saying, this house is so beautiful, beautiful. So y'all done. were in the house when he came. Mm-hmm. This okay. renovation is so great. So he said those things himself. And we said, yep, we, we newly renovated, new plumbing, new electric. We showed him all the new pipes, everything. So for him to put down this, to, to classify us as a house that has not been renovated, but in fact has normal wear and tear, which we say, <clears throat> which we, for example, like my parents' house, it is well cupped up, but that's not newly renovated, you know? So... Those are things you want to look out for too. So when that happens, what you can do is your recourse is you can report them. There's like a, if you if you do your Google, there's like a report, there's a special agency. I can't remember where you can report appraisers, but even better, you want to um, go back to the, to the mortgage, your, your lender and say, Hey, this appraisal seems um, under here are the discrepancies. You might also want to reach out to your personal, um, your realtor and ask them to pull like like equitable comps so they can show like, oh, the comparables in this area say otherwise than what the appraiser has put in here. Um, it's so crazy. Like I said, I'm working on a law with, um, with Assemblywoman Angela B. McKnight in the state of New Jersey to make it illegal to appraise someone's house lower or higher based upon their gender, their sexual orientation, or their race. Because even though they're not allowed to, it is not, there's no legal statute 
that I want the statute to say, if you're caught doing so, you lose your license. So you think once, twice, thrice about walking into a black home in New Jersey and appraising otherwise. Yeah. So un- unfortunately, that's that's like that's the recourse that you have. And, and and at the end of the day, you know, the bank wants a fair appraisal because, you know, they're wanting to make sure they get their their money so they have to take the house. So you can go back to the bank and they can send out another appraiser. Now, the problem is, is that you pay for the appraisal. So it's frustrating because I, I think my appraisal was like maybe like 800 bucks. So if I wanted to pay for another appraisal, that might be another 800 bucks and you might not have that. So yeah, it's 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 not fun times over there when you're when you're worried. But, it, but I, do this you is think? What I, do ahead. you think because I mean you know it's still an it's an ongoing issue and it it kills me. But do you think? And you your plan originally was to like not be in the house, right? You're yep. going to have a white friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that people should do that? Yes. Is that a shame? It's but so absolutely. fucking sad. Is that the yep. tip? Just go, don't be there. <laughs> oh yeah, honestly, because here's the thing. It's almost like saying, like, if I, do I think that, like, in, you know, in um, Mississippi at night, should I walk the streets? Absolutely not. Not mm-hmm. as a black person. So I, my plan was, and honestly, I, it, it, it's a shame that I have to make this recommendation that if you are black to take down your black pictures. I see, we took down our pictures and things, but we were here. My, my plan was to have my friend Catherine she's white, um, for her to be me, because you don't have to be here. You can, anybody can say, hey, I'm Tiffany. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was my plan. But it was literally in March when um, the pandemic hit and, and it got to be really crazy and we were heavily quarantined. So she couldn't come here. So that was my plan to not be here. I know we would have gotten a different outcome, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's insane that you have to even think like that. But absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. you have the option. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your... Actually, I realized she sent us a question before that. That's Let's answer, the, answer this really quick because I don't want her thinking that, you know, we ignored her other question. <laughs> this is an interesting one. She said, well, this isn't necessarily new, but she's looking at her bank account and how the interest rates for savings have gone down to, you know, much lower. So an online-only bank, um, y'all know we love our online-only banks because they tend to offer rates that are way, way, way higher than national savings rates, especially for big banks. She asks, what's your perspective on taking some money out of my savings account and putting it towards stocks or an ETF to ensure my money is working for me? Well, here's my perspective that your emergency fund is your first line of defense. And if you are going to invest some of it, I would leave at least, at least three months liquid cash available to you. Because if something should happen, it gives you three months to figure out, are you going to sell some assets? Are you going to sell some stocks? Are you going to are you gonna liquidate some things? You know, whatever that looks like. So a lot of people ask me that a lot, like, oh, girl, like I have six months or I've got my three months and it's not making any money. It's not, that it's is not, not supposed purpose. to. Yeah, yeah, right? It's not supposed to work. You don't need to expect that. I think people are yeah. expecting too much out of their little savings yeah. accounts. Yeah, it's almost like um, you get hurt, right? And you're like, my Band-Aid's not cute. Girl, it's... The band is not about cuteness. Is the blood in your body where it belongs <laughs> yeah, or is it oozing out? Okay, it's working. <laughs> yes, the band-aid is literally there to protect your, your skin from further infection. That's literally it. And then, you know, you can put on other things to make yourself cute. So at the very least, keep your three months. I say six months or more. I'm I'm, I'm at a one year because I just like, I'm super paranoid. Um, But yeah, it's, it's literally supposed to be there to be like, ah! It's an actual emergency. Whew, thank goodness I have some money here. Not, ah, it's an emergency. Oh my gosh, the market is down. We actually don't have as much money as we thought we did. What are we going to do? 
No. Yeah, exactly. You should, when you put money in the savings account, you should think of it and its purpose a lot differently. And it's to be there for you. It's, and I guess maybe, you know, we can take some responsibility. We we do get very excited about savings rates and online only banks, which is great. It's nice to make some money off your money, but it's not the, you know, that's not the primary reason that you're, you know, putting that savings. I don't really consider my savings technically an investment unless you're talking about investing against or protecting me from future risks. But uh, yeah, definitely a fair question. All right, let's move on to our last question. Okay, whoa. (laughs) We're just going to ignore that sound of pots and pans falling on the floor upstairs. All right, this comes from listener who wants to go by the name Yasmin. Love it. Yasmin says, I have $1,000 left to pay off my car note, which I intend to pay off in December. I recently did a balance transfer with my credit union for $10,000 at 0% for 22 months, but I've still got $6,000 on another credit card with an APR of 20.4% APR. I've been focusing on paying off debt and less on savings during the pandemic since my overall expenditures have decreased. But as I begin to restructure my finances so I I no longer have a car loan to pay on, I'm wondering where I should allocate those funds. Do you recommend paying off my other credit card or aggressively paying off the balance transfer credit card, which has $10,000 on it? Or with all the pandemic uncertainty, should I put money in savings? Thank you for your recommendation. What this was is her name? Interesting. Yasmin. Yazzie. Girl. So it sounds like to me that Yazzie doesn't have much in savings, which makes me, and I'm sure you, Mandy, because you know we're safeaholics, mm. very nervous. Um, I'm glad that, you know, I mean, I'm glad that you're being responsible, re- you know, kind of like reconfiguring your you're, you're dead, so you can pay less, and, it, and the money that you do pay out has packs more of a punch. But it's Showtime Synergy. Some of y'all don't know what that's from. Do you, where's that from, Mandy? It's don't Showtime Synergy. Um, Come on, Mandy. Wait, but wait a second, because did you say that on a previous episode? Because I think I we got an email about it. Yes, I did. Someone was like, hi, y'all said Showtime Synergy. Love y'all. And I was like, I don't think it was me. But then it was. Well, you know, to, to be fair, you, I don't even know. No, I, it's so it's Gem and the Holograms. I used to watch when I was in second grade. So clearly you were like Rio's age at that time. If that even. Okay. Yeah, probably. So what happened in Gem and the Holograms is that she used to wear these these uh, star earrings. And um, Jerrica was like the Clark Kent and then Jem was Superman. So she would touch the earrings and say, it's showtime synergy. And she would turn into Jem. So I'm just sharing that, like, basically, now is the time to take, like, we're in it now. You're on stage. You should have savings because if things don't, if things go left, what will you rely on? It, it's not the debt freedom. Not to say you shouldn't pay off debt, but you certainly should have some savings, at least, at least, at least three months of your bare bones um, savings that I like to call your noodle budget because it makes me nervous because you are assuming that everything's going to go right. You're going to keep your job, that the economy is not going to certainly like swerve to the left or to the right. Meanwhile, even the Fed is not assuming the economy is not going to swerve. They They put out an article or they, well, the Fed is not a person, but Basically, the, the Fed is the, the report said, I think it was uh, CNBC, that they're going to keep interest rates this low to 2023. And so that should make everyone not nervous, but to put you on alert because the Fed uses the interest rate as a gear. When things are going really fast and good, they're like, whoa, 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 gear up, gear up, gear up, raise interest rates so less people can borrow. 
slow down the economy. When things are really slow and sluggish where we are now and worrisome, they gear down and they say, okay, make interest rates as low as possible so more people can borrow to make money flow to the economy. So for them to say, we are going to stay in the gear that is meant to bring the economy back to life until 2023, that lets you know how long we're going to be in this financially uncertain time, at least for another two years. So I say save, save as, get your savings on at least three months and then go back to aggressively putting, uh, putting away for debt. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you're so, and I understand it because your car is in your driveway and it just looks like debt and you want to pay it off and you want to feel that freedom of having a totally paid off car. You say you've got a thousand dollars left to pay on uh, that car. It's not, it's not that much. I mean, if you're planning to pay that off in December, why don't you plan instead to put that in savings? Like a thousand dollars is a nice head start um, for your savings account and you can keep paying off your regular car note. And I'm saying that because your Wells, the, the, I'm trying to name banks, but anyway, her credit card that has the $6,000 on it and an APR of 20.4%. I'm guessing if you got approved for that suite of a balance transfer, like she got 10K at 0% for 22 months, you need a pretty decent credit score to qualify. So I'm going to guess that your car note is not a higher APR than that credit card that you have left, that 20.4 20, 20. APR. So even so, if you're really, you know, organizing your debts um, from the most expensive to least expensive, I would think your car note would come at the bottom of the priority list because it's not costing you quite as much. But regardless, I, I do agree. I mean, if you're if you have like you've gotten to a place where you have sixteen thousand dollars in debt, perhaps that is because you know you haven't had much in savings or you have you know you're you've been spending more than you earn. Um, so and I'm glad to see to hear that you've been, you know, focusing on saving now that your expenses have decreased. But I would I really like to see you continue that. So instead of paying off the car loan in December, I would say, um, I mean, eventually, hopefully you'll get there, but try to start funding your emergency fund and then focus on that 6K balance on your Wells Fargo card. But don't sleep on that 22-month balance transfer offer at 0%. Definitely read the fine print and know what you're in for if that balance is not paid off after 22 months, you can do another balance transfer. You know, hit when you hit 21 months and you've still got like $1,000 or however much, you know, let's say you have a little bit of money left on it. You just want to be sure to do another balance transfer or pay it off before that intro period ends because if they have our least favorite thing ever in a balance transfer, it's called deferred interest. If they have a, a deferred interest clause, it could mean that they're gonna go back to the beginning and pretend like you've been paying interest on that 10K for two years and add that to your balance. And you don't want that to happen. So set a calendar alert for around the 20 month mark just to be safe and um, see where you're at and then make a plan what you're gonna do next. Another balance transfer, pay it off with hopefully your fat savings account that you've accumulated. But I'm, you know, I think you're in you're in pretty good shape. You're on the way out. It's just really focus on how do I avoid getting in this much credit card debt again? And like Tiffany said, the best way to do that is to shore up your your rainy day fund. Exactly. Exactly. No. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that's some good advice for you. And you will yeah, you'll 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 save, create a great foundation for yourself, and then prosper forward by getting rid of that debt. Congratulations to you, Jazzy, Yazzy. Yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. That is it for questions. And now it's time to boost your break for all our family. Is you going to booze? Is you going to break? What you going to do, Mandy? <laughs> I 
thought that I was going to come up with something better, but I thought I would do a boost. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is best, but I, I don't know if you've watched yet, um, but the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had a yes. reunion on HBO Max. Yes. Definitely worth your however long it is, 45 minutes, hour of your time. It was so, I didn't realize how much I needed to heal from when Aunt Viv um, Aww, was, yeah. was kicked off the show. Um, but I really did need to heal. And so did she, the actress who played Aunt Viv, whose name I am blanking on now. Dang, what was her name? I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, oh, yes. Right? Um, but that's the problem. We don't know her name because she, her career was ruined after, you know, she had to leave the show. But um, I just love that moment because Will surprises the cast. They're all, you know, sitting in the on the set all the original cast and it's with uh aunt viv 2.0 is there janet hubert janet, janet yes hubert. thank you mm -hmm. thank you thank you so first of all she is still gorgeous black still. do not crack i mean we knew it when she was in that pink leotard and that dance scene we knew that she was like going to age like a fine wine but she looks gorgeous and it was really nice to see her and will bury the hatchet and have they i don't know their conversation that they had where it was like i caused you pain you caused me pain you didn't know what I was going through. And, you know, he was young at the time. I've, yes, this, this year has been the year where I've had those types of conversations. And it, and I just thought it was so powerful. And if there's someone in your life who you haven't talked to in a long time, you had a falling out, you, you, you exchange words, you hurt each other and they're out of your life, but you want them back. I, th I think it was a really beautiful moment. You know, even 30 years later, they could come back and, and heal. So I, I really recommend watching that. And now I'm, you know, binging the French Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is not a bad way to spend my yeah. holiday week. It's no, a I, I thought I, I, it looked amazing. And I'm, it did seem like I haven't watched it, but it did seem like, you know, she was going through a lot and he was really, really young and neither one of them behaved perfectly. And mm -mm. so just to see them come together to both acknowledge that, but then also acknowledge that. We know here's where we could have done better, um, but here's where we are now. So I'm just like, honestly, I had all the feels. I was like, yay, this is this is lovely. So I'm definitely, I was like, I didn't need another streaming service, but I guess for this, I'm going to I'm gonna get it. I'm not going to lie. And also, too, Nicki Minaj just has a docuseries coming out, and I kind of want to know her business, so I'm going to get it for that, too. Oh, is it about her? <laughs> yes. I kind of, mm -hmm. I like watching documentaries on... Um, you know, like kind of like current people to see how they navigate. Like Beyonce has a number of them and I'm always fascinated. Like, wow. She doesn't have enough or, though. There's never enough. There's never it's, enough. It's Did never. they still do behind the music on VH1? That was my jam. They used to. I, I don't know, but it's really good too. See, I love stuff like that. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not even talking about like, like you said, the pretty stuff. I like to know like, you know, the, the tea, not for gossip sake, but for learning sake. So it's just yeah. pretty awesome. And I don't think there's enough out there about black figures in history and their mm -hmm. flaws and what they went through. Because we're watching The Crown this week, or this weekend rather, and it's, you know, it's the, it's the Diana, Princess Diana season. Everyone's like flipping out. And I'm like, we have told this woman's story so 100 times. million times. Like, I know her shoe size. I know way too much about her. Mm -hmm. Like, and I mean, she it's a compelling story, but like, why is it so, why has she captured our hearts in this way? And, you know, and I, of course, she's a beautiful princess, she's blonde and blue eyed, all that. But I'm like, where are the other, we need more. We need more there and are more. Others. Yeah, there's got to be other stories out there to be told. How do you like it? How do you like it? <laughs> um, I'm going to boost the breaky. I'll start with the break. It's a little like, so... I've seen this happen a couple of times and I was kind of conflicted. So there's somebody who's following me on IG, but I noticed recently there was an uptick of her 
in my comments, chatting with folks. She, she teaches financial education as well. That's literally like her bio. Mm. I teach financial education, empower women, which I'm like, it's cool. But I noticed that she was chatting with folks like my page was her page. Oh, is she trying to go fishing? I was like, <laughs> she's trying to fish happening? on your peer? <laughs> and at first I was like, maybe not. I've seen you know? that. People are yeah. shady. And at first I was like, no, you know, because it was very like benign. Like, oh my gosh, congratulations. That's awesome. You know, like light things or like, oh, like maybe I wouldn't get a chance to answer a question. And she's like, oh, no, no, you can go to Experian.com and check that out. So I'm like, okay, no problem, no problem. <laughs> and then, I know. Sorry. So she's I, like, I'm <laughs> Tiffany's number two. <laughs> so I let it slide. And I'm not going to lie, I looked at it, I was like, eh. Feels a little weird, but eh, I mean, this is good information. I don't always get a chance to answer all my questions. And it wasn't crazy. It was enough that I was like, hmm, these are four or five different answers that you did today. And then recently I posted something and she's like, oh my gosh, Tiffany, congratulations. You're my inspiration, blah, blah, blah. So then I felt like, oh, well, girl, she's just being nice. And then today, Instagram was like, girl, let me let me hit you to something. Someone wrote, hey, Tiffany, um, I just joined, and I know she, I know she meant she joined the Literature Academy. I just joined, but I'm not really sure where to start. Super excited. So she goes in and is giving her all this information about, oh, first start with your budget, this and that. And Lady was like, what are you talking about? I'm talking to Tiffany, and I'm talking about I joined her online school. And Lady was like, oh, well, in case you do want something else, you can always DM me. Girl, with the oh quickness that blocked God, her. Oh my God, that is not okay. Is yes. And, and so before now, I felt hesitant. I said, I don't want to be a hater. People, you know, people help people. Mm-hmm. You can DM me, ma'am. And, and so I just blocked her. I felt, I'm not going to lie, I still felt kind of bad about it. But that was it. Like, don't do that, y'all. That's not I, a good know, look. Uh, yes. I'm all for, you know, being in comments and being helpful. And sometimes I do that. Like, for example, somebody might say something like, let's just say I'm in, you know, not that I go to the Shade Room Instagram. I do. And let's just say it's a financial post. It rarely is. And then someone says something. I might say, oh, you know, you know, you can, I might give a little bit of advice, but I'm not going to be like, go to my website. But every once in a while that'll come up where I'll see something and it's so quick, like, oh no, girl, that's not true. Your credit score is not going to be affected by that. I might say something like that, but to literally lay up in someone's comments and then to divert them from what they came to, to your thing is a no, no. So I don't know if she listens to the podcast and I'm such a punk because I still feel kind of bad about blocking her because I was like maybe I should just reach out and say hey that's not appropriate I'm like girl are we five she knows yeah Um, uh, no 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 I think you (laughs) did the right thing I mean also it just it's I wish I could I'm trying to think of a really good analogy but she is just trying to she's like a bottom feeder (laughs) I I was like she basically like uh, I have a McDonald's set up and and she's she she set up a barbecue grill outside my McDonald's like I do burgers too out here in the parking lot (laughs) yes that's yes that is exactly I was thinking of like ticket scalpers outside of like (laughs) a a, a stadium or something or like how at any protest there's always the guy selling the t-shirts and the plates like the you know think about all the people hustling out there at uh at the Joe Biden celebrations like all of a sudden there were t-shirts and plates to be sold and bottles of water (laughs) Um, But even that is, but listen, if you're, if you're going on the shade room, which listen, Instagram knows what I want to see. And it's always a shade room first. (laughs) But um, if you're going there, that's not a financial podcast. That's not a financial page. So it's not like they're offering um, you know, personal finance tips. So that's just, that's, that's different. Um, yeah. But like I, I said, I don't rarely, like, I'm not on the same looking to answer financial questions. It's just everyone, you know, something might randomly pop up. But yeah, I, yeah. So just don't do that, y'all. And if you're listening, lady who are blocked, I'm not going to unblock you. But I will say, don't do that. It's not don't, okay. Don't do that. Don't do that to other people. It's <laughs> not a good look. But my, my, my boost is super excited. I didn't even mention this because I'll be forgetting. But 
I applied for something called We Are The Culture. I don't even remember. I vaguely remember. It might have been months and months and months ago. It was through Facebook. Facebook said that they want to amplify Black and brown voices and um, as relates to creators. And so I, I vaguely remember applying for it. Um, and I got it. So it's a year-long partnership with Facebook, and I just create content like I normally would, but I um, have to... I do it basically for Facebook and they, you know, they they support it. So you'll see it on IG, you'll see it on Facebook. So I was trying to figure out like what was I going to do versus cuz you could do literally whatever you want. So I decided to come up with a new series specifically for this so you guys would know, oh, this is the this is the Facebook series. It's called uh The Budget Needs to Break Down. You know, they're usually about 5 or 6 minutes and I break down a, a term or something that's happening in the news, or a question that you guys might have asked me. But um, yeah, I just I, I break it down and I try to keep it short and fun and brief. And um and just like um, Brown Ambition, it does not have a theme song either. I sing break in the beginning. <laughs> Literally, I say the budget needs to break down. Please, somebody send me a song. I'm not gonna lie. A few people send me some songs. You know, silence um, is okay. Just a, just a cold open. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the songs, I'm not going to lie, y'all just, tried. Just why don't you start it with Showtime Synergy? <laughs> Is that how she said it? <laughs> oh, my God. Some of the songs y'all got me. First of all, one song, you know, not to be shady because if you're listening, but we cannot take Michael Jackson's I Want to Rock With You and make it the Bunch of song. Girl, you trying to get me soon. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about it. Well, so that's you, really cool. And shout out, I love that Facebook's doing that. I did not know that. That is mm-hmm. awesome. So we'll just, yeah. and so in, it's not like a sponsored thing. Um, it'll it be. Is. Oh, so, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you'll see it. Like, you know, like it won't look any different than my other content. You'll just see more videos from me. At least once a week, you'll see a video where I'm breaking stuff down and you are free in the comments to let me know what you want to break down because I keep a list of them. And then um, I tape them and I, you know, so it's not going to look any different than my normal, like I'm not. You're, it's going to be on IG and Facebook, but it'll just be labeled budgeties to break down. And I'll, like, I think this past week I broke down, I still have to break down taxes as it relates to personal taxes and business taxes. I broke down, should you co-sign? I broke down something that I call illustrate your Oprah, which just means like illustrate your value in such a strong way. You're, you're undeniable. And so it's only been one month. Um, and so, yeah, it's a year long thing. And I was just like really geeked to get it. And I wanted to share the good news with y'all. Yay! Can't wait to check it out. Mm-hmm. The budget needs to break down. That's I love the that's... I love the alliteration. <laughs> I know you know I, you know I like me a little alliteration. Alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Well, happy early Turkey Day, and uh, hopefully you get in the holiday spirit. Are you going to start decorating this week? Yes, I told the kids they're super okay. excited. Um, we're going to decorate on Thanksgiving, so I'm excited about it. Because thankfully, I went it. really, it was my our first Christmas Thanksgiving last year, so I went really crazy on the decorations, like as far as buying them. So I'm excited because I don't have to go out to the stores because I already have um, a nauseous amount, um, nauseating amount of, of Christmas decorations. There's never already. enough. Also, you should watch <laughs> the Christmas Home Makeover series on Netflix. It's a, it's a feel-good, fun type event. Um, I can't wait to decorate, and I'm going to, Put everything very high, but I am going to try to decorate so, you know, I don't have any baby accidents. But I'm so excited. Yay. Yay. Well, have a good, safe Thanksgiving to all of you guys out there celebrating. Um, You know, emphasize the word safe and distant. And we will see y'all after Turkey Day. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye.
Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.